What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast that may or may not be fucky in terms of technology. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire. This week I'm joined by, well, actually, no, I already fucked up, Will. God damn it! This is episode 328 for the week of February 25th, 2024. The title of this week's episode is Swimming in the Arlington Pools. My name is Josh, aka JK Fire. This week I'm joined by the man in the. Is that the Hippocampus hoodie, Will? It is. The Hippocampus hoodie, Will, a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, how are you doing on this Wednesday evening? I'm doing fine, man. Uh, How about yourself? Oh, I'd be doing a lot better if I didn't have to deal with the shit uh, leading up to the beginning of the show. But uh, we're chilling. We're chilling. I think everything, hopefully, fucking fingers crossed, everything's going to be okay. Because we have a lot... uh, we have a lot to talk about on this week's show, Will. That we do. What do we got coming up? Oh, see, see how I see how I teed you up for that for that. Segue. Oh yeah, it was, oh, yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect. On this week's episode of the show, a cheater has been caught, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about that. Uh, Reversal Perfy finds an org, and then the qualifiers are complete, and Arlington pools are officially set. So that'll be our topic for this week's show. Um, the the qualifiers for Arlington, the teams who made it to pools, um, the teams that won travel coverage for open bracket, uh, so on and so forth. We'll talk about the results for each tournament and got some clips to show and whatnot like we typically do for these. We got a lot to talk about. So without further ado, Will, let's get into some competitive news. Super CC is still waiting on a face it, face it payment. And uh, now that face it gone through some layoffs, who fucking knows if he's, if he's ever going to get that money. Um, this is by Super CC. He says, hey, face it halo still haven't been paid from the tournament. I won almost two months ago. Already have been told you've been given my information to pay me, but still nothing. So to any admin over at the face it halo side of things, Pay the man. Because the last thing I want to see happen is another fucking G1 situation. But um, next up, Will, the cheater, has been caught. This is where, like, we need, uh, we need, like, the fucking, um, was it the George W. Bush Osama bin Laden thing? Oh, like, we got him? Like, we got him? Yeah, like, that's, that's what we need right here. But no. This is brainstorm, as a matter of fact. So, um, from JK7 over on Twitter on February 21st, he posted a couple clips of brainstorm who appeared at that time to be cheating. Um, Frosty replied to that tweet and said, now this is cheating. And Hoaxer replied to that and said, correct. Um, then, <laughs> that same day, this this is what's fucking crazy to me. That same day, um, brainstorm continually denied the cheating. Okay. And in responses to those clips that were posted by JK seven, uh, brainstorm said, bro, I've been known in the community for quite some time. Now these clips are just me playing the game. I have no reason to cheat. I don't compete anymore. And I play casually from time to time. Please stop accusing me of nonsense. You're so weird. It's not even funny. And he said, thank God I can actually, uh, I actually can function in society and not a weird gremlin like you. You sit here and clip stuff that's not even accurate. And then JK7 was like, you're blatantly cheating in the clips, bruh. Um, with some cat crying face emojis. And then Brainstorm was like, no, I'm not. I play ratty and smart. I barely play Halo. Thank God I'm not five foot one. I'd be mad. 
I would be mad at the world too, little guy, because that's an insult. So then, from Brainstorm, on the 23rd of February, just a couple days later, he's like, oh, I was. You're right. Sorry about that, guys. And he said the following in a series of tweets. I just want everyone to know I have no shame in accepting this reality. Well, clearly you had shame earlier, but you didn't want to admit it then. I deserve this. I deserve the hate, the tweets, the scrutiny. My farewell won't be accepted in many people's uh won't won't be accepted in many people's eyes, but just know I will learn from this and grow as a human being. In his second tweet, he said, We all make mistakes and some are more scrutinized than others. But just know, I appreciate all my past teammates and online relationships that I built. I'm sorry if I haven't stayed in contact, but I've been really busy with building my life. And the third tweet was, competing and going to events was a thing I did for several years. I met some really cool people and appreciate all of you who came into my life. The memories I will never forget. Um, I look forward to hopping on and scrimming, yelling and getting... I looked forward to hopping on and scrimming, yelling and getting upset about results drove me. And then to put a bow on it, um, Hines on the 22nd said, hey, we've investigated and taken action on the accounts where we found violations. So... I know that he's, I know that Tristan brainstorm has had a lot of shit thrown his way in regards to this. Um, I'm going to hold the same sentiment towards him that I hold towards anybody that cheats. Get fucked. That's basically the extent of that. I, if people are sending this dude death threats and shit like that, need they need to stop. Like that's not like fucking relax. Cheating is awful. You should never fucking cheat in a video game, in life, whatever it may be, cheating, just fucking, people who cheat are shitters, okay? We can all agree on that. But people need to stop fucking, like, I'm not saying what he did is justified or anything like that. And am I happy that he accepted it? Sure. Do I think he's a piece of shit for, like, denying it and coming at people who were accusing him? Yeah. Like, that's, it's one thing to deny, 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 but it's another thing to deny, 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 and then accept reality and be like, oh, yeah, I did do that, didn't I? Like, bro, come on, man. Um, I hope, I'll just say this. Uh, I hope he's not able to compete in events, plain and simple, whether that be a permanent ban, whether that be a year, two years, whatever it is, he, sh he should have some type of, some type of ban or suspension to not play competitively in official capacities. Um, and it sounds like Heinz has said that action has already been taken on the account. Um, and there's that will, do you have any comments on brainstorm being an idiot? No, nothing really to add. Just, um, yeah, cheating a video game, you're going to get banned. Gonna, you, it's it's going to get called out. So especially at the level that he's playing at, so just don't do it. Just don't fucking do it. And and that's the other thing too is like I could care less, um, or I should say I couldn't care less if it, if you're cheating, um, strictly and casual, strictly and competitive. I don't like. I don't fucking care. Don't fucking cheat. And yes, like Juan said, and like Will, using Will's statement, shut up, get fucked. That's your tagline, Will. I did say that once. Didn't we say we need to make that a shirt or something? 
No, we're not making that a shirt. I think we need to make that a shirt. <laughs> Will in the HCS 2024 season. Shut up. Get fucked. That, that's it. Um... Colonel Flom says, I was worried the pod wasn't happening tonight. Played four games after work, had three games crashed, and dropped out of Diamond. Thanks for saving my evening, gents. Hey, Colonel Flom, I'm so fucking sorry you're dealing with that shit. Um, I, I, we were technically kind of close to not having the show tonight if uh, my connection wasn't going to be nice. But it, as of right now, knock on wood, it is. And uh, we'll see how things go. But hey, we appreciate you being here. Sorry about your ranked games. That fucking blows. And, uh, you know. Hashtag Halo Infinite things. Um, Fox with the primer 16 months, you get a woo! And Beth with the 46 month resub, you also get a woo! Thank you very much for the fucking resubs. Um, Rasta, the Patreon shirt is being worked on right now. We can officially state that the design for the Patreon shirt is in the design stage, <laughs> literally in the design stage. So it's going to be fucking awesome. Um, is there anything I'm missing? Um, captain says, I do feel bad. He's leaving the entire scene for getting caught cheating and matchmaking. I can understand that. And that's why, that's why I'm saying like captain is that you have, like there are professional players who their lives, their, their work is dedicated to being, to try to be the best in the world at this thing. Right. And then you have on the, on the opposite side, you have people that are coming home from their standard nine to fives or overnight jobs or whatever it may be. And they're just trying to get some games in and they're, they're having their experiences ruined like obviously the game has issues, but like they're having their experiences ruined by these players, by these cheaters. And so while I don't hold sympathy towards those who decide to go down that path, like I'm making it sound like a fucking drug scenario, which obviously it's not, but like where I don't have sympathy for those that decide to go down the path of cheating, I do believe to some, to extents like learning from your past mistakes and moving forward. And that's why I don't want, I don't necessarily want him to be outright banned from all competition forever. You know, like that's where a year suspension, a two year suspension, whatever it may be. And that's to the powers that be. It's not my decision to make. It's just, I think what he did was fucking stupid. And I hate how he, how he like disregarded it at first. And then the hammer got taken down on him and he's like, oh Yeah. Like, don't be a fucking shitter. You know what I mean? Colonel Flom says, need to create a new program like Dare from back in the day, but for Halo cheating? Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be fucking hilarious. They can get like, they can get um groups to travel to each school. You know? But like, it, it, Will, you know how some um schools have esports programs? Yes. Like, that's where those groups would attend. Like the groups, they'd be a traveling group and they'd go to each school that has an esports program. And <laughs> that'd be fucking amazing. Um, Ashley says, Colonel Flom, your slogan could be say no to cheats. Uh, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. There's also something there for an awesome merch shirt. Hey, you never, you never fucking know, man. You never know. 
Yeah, Ash, I had to fucking add it. That's another reason why we were kind of late is because we were adding shit to the show notes too. God damn it. All right. Let's move on. Um, so th- those were like the negative things in terms of the competitive news. Let's move on to some positives. Okay. Let's, let's bring the spirits back up in the show here. First up the woman of halo Twitch channel has been announced. This is by Jen. Um, we're starting a Twitch channel for all future lady events, tournaments, or community events like eights. It's still in the works, but a follow would be greatly appreciated. We can't wait to have multiple platforms to highlight all of the ladies. It is twitch.tv forward slash women of halo. And the link is included in the Google Doc of the shows of the show, exclamation point show notes in the chat or in the description. If you're checking out the VOD over on YouTube or the audio version on your favorite podcast service. Watsy, welcome back. Good to see you. Then, Halo Infinite Top 10 Ranked Plays by the HCS. This was announced today as well. Submit your best plays from ranked playlists, pledge your clip to a partnered Halo team, and if you make the top three, you will win that team's HCS 2024 launch bundle. So if you have a clip to submit, go ahead and submit it there. Then we have a couple tournament announcements. First up, the road to Arlington regulators, regulators FFA tournament has been announced. This is by regulators. It's on March 9th, 2024. There's a $10 entry fee. Top four will have, will have a payout and first place receives custom regulators FFA championship belt from pro am belts, which is pretty fucking cool. So. It reminds me of the, uh, of the big team battle bonanza. So, you know, we'll throw back there. Titans Orlando land announcement is coming soon. This is by 2050 esports March 1st, 2024 at 8 PM. Eastern time is when the announcement's going to be taking place. So in two days from the time, from the time we're recording this episode, and apparently it is a $12,500 prize pool. That's fucking crazy. So hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. And then finally, will big, big fan of merch. You're, you're, you're aware of that big, big fan of the merch over here. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I would, I would like to say no shit. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm wearing my quadrant hoodie right now. Um, you have all the merch that's ever existed for HCS. I feel like I got a lot. I got a lot, you know, I got a fucking lot. So and I, 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 no shame, fucking no shame there. Papa might thank you for the follow and for the brand new sub. You get a, whoa, thank you so much, Papa. God, we have a daddy and now we have a Papa. Look at that. Oh, we already had mm. a Papa lucid, but now we have, now we have Papa might. All right. Um, passion United. Yeah. P United. The merch is available right now including the Jersey, which our logo is on it. Will it's on. Yes, it is. So if you want to get a Jersey, it does look snazzy. It's a fucking great looking Jersey. So if you want to get a uh, passion United Jersey and, or t-shirt, um, and, or other merchandise like stickers, go check it out. The link is in the show notes and, uh, go show your support for those great individuals over on the passion United side. And that's it for the competitive news, which means it's time for roster media. Yeah. Some roster mania going on. 
It's always going on, it seems like now. Oh, yeah. And it'll probably continue to go on after the first couple majors. But anyway, first up, Nemesis is... The, the situation just sucked for him. Yeah. But he posted, looking for looking like no qualifier for me tomorrow. Sucks getting dropped night before. We'll be looking for a team for the event, though. So, yeah, literally got dropped the night before the qualifier. Still looking to compete in the open. So we'll see what happens there. Well, yeah, that's always rough night before. Oh, 1000%. May I ask a favor? What's that? Can I take element when you get there? Sure. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Next up, bittersweet. They signed the formal reversal perfy roster, piggy chairs, breaking shot mortally and Sunzai as a coach. And then they also signed Dayquil as a content creator and said, Haley will be joining us not only as a content creator, but to also help build our community through events and our discord to gain a better connection with you. Come say hi to her at HCS Arlington and get some awesome stickers. So I'm putting this out there right now. Haley, I don't know if you'll listen to this, but anybody that's attending Arlington, get me one of those fucking stickers. Get me one of those stickers. Please. <laughs> Thanks, Riz and Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, thank you so much. Like, I greatly appreciate it. I fucking love stickers. Oh. All right, Will. All right. Element? Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> so, Element announced their roster. And it is uh, Kratos, Hativ, or Hative, Swish, an avenue, except it would have been avenue if not for a literal tweet earlier tonight, right before we went live, where Kratos said, looking for one because Avenue's a baby back bitch. Wonder what the hell happened there. I, Will, I'm not kidding. When Ash posted it in our Discord, it was, I was, I was down here. Like I was down here setting things up before, like before we got in the call and whatnot. And when I saw that, I literally laughed out loud to myself. I thought it was one of the funniest fucking things I've seen all day. Just because uh, like how so fucking off the wall out of nowhere. Like they just, that, that fucking, that org just announced that roster. Like, let me, for those who don't know, today is Wednesday, February 28th, the, as of recording this episode. They announced, Element announced that roster yesterday. Yesterday. Like, what the fuck? So, yeah, there's that. I just thought that was really fun and I wanted to, I wanted, <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Go ahead, Will, take the last one. Uh. Yeah, Fury is going to be Rice Plasma Noble rated and Pips is the coach, so they'll be teaming for Arlington, it looks like. Yes, they're they're that uh, T1 roster from Australia, New Zealand. There you go. Yes. Um. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But yeah, Rasta, yeah, he genuinely did say that. Like, the, the all links to everything we talk about are in the show notes, including links to direct tweets. 
And if tweets have been deleted, I try to take screenshots of things before they're deleted. So that's why you may see screenshots of tweets in the show notes. But like everything we talk about's in there. So feel free to help yourself. Bitter, <laughs> no fucking shot. Bittersweet literally tweeted at us and said, we hear you. We got you. A sticker will be saved for you. <laughs> Beautiful. Shout out, dude. Shout out. Fuck yeah. Um, Tools, welcome back. Says, look like you got something on your mic, Will. The, you talk about the, the fuzz. Well, I think he's just talking about because it's out of focus. That's all. Sure. Um, all right. You're welcome, Ash. Anything for you? Jesus fucking Christ. All right, cool. All right, with that, Will, let's get into your uh, upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobComedy.com. Check out NoobComedy.com for all your Halo Esports needs. Saturday, March 2nd, we have the Clutch Academy 4v4 Draft Snipe Tournament. And on Sunday, March 3rd, we have the Passion United 4v4 Draft Tournament, of which spots are still available. And the prize pool is only going up. So if you have not signed up yet, you should fucking do so. Because if you don't, and you miss out on the opportunity to win some money, who's at fault? Your ass. So, uh, you know. Do the thing. Or don't. I'm not your fucking father. All right. That's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by I wanna I wanna use the sound this time, Will. I, I fucking I have this oh. thing. I want to use it. Uh that's it for your upcoming tournaments of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Hey, Louise Sports Needs. Fuck you! Maddie Rums. Yeah. Scrim Tournament League recaps, Will. No, well, there's nothing there. You're right. There's nothing there. Because why, Will? Because our topic No, is... what about scrims, though, Will? They don't fucking matter. Boom, Whatever. baby! Fuck you, tools! Woo! All right. I'm just kidding. I love you tools. All right, moving on. <laughs> Topic of the show, baby. HGS Arlington qualifier and open championship results. It's time. Will, like usual, right? Are we going to do like usual? Uh, Sure. All right. You want to take Australia, New Zealand? Yeah. Just got to zoom in, you know. The, the usual. I respect it. Top four for Australia, New Zealand here. And then I'll let Josh go through his uh, notable series. Thank you. Fourth place went to Boogie Down. Which again, I can't freaking read that. We're going to like enhance here. Uh, Banana Sore, Cheese and Crispy and Chef. Third went to, I don't even, L-F-S-A-N-Z, Halo. Uh, Lolly, Middow, Man of Chicken, and Ingestics. Second went to Mind Freak, Benji, Scoobmeister, Slays, and Sways. And earning the hotel and travel for Australia and New Zealand coming in first is the T1 roster, which we just said was picked up earlier. Uh, that's Nubles, Plasma, Rated, and Rice. Hell yeah. Um, the only thing I wanted to call out was in the bracket reset, 
of the grand finals. Uh, game three was CTF on Argyle. If you go back and watch it, it was a little bit too long of a clip that to, to put up here. But um, if you go back and you watch it, Rated was being an absolute nuisance in the base of Mind Freak. And then just the overall speed of the game. Like if you if you watch it, just T1, I mean, they're not T1 anymore, but T1 at that time were just, they, they were going crazy on that map. And it we know how important it is to clear out like to clear out the base, right? Like that's one of the big points is that you got to make sure everybody else is out of your base, make sure people are dead and whatnot. And he just stayed alive as long as he fucking could. He was being an absolute nuisance. I just thought it was notable. It was cool to see. So, um, Ronan, I'm seeing it tomorrow night. Will I'm go- I'm going to a movie theater. I'm going to go see Dune two. I will. Wait for it to be out streaming wherever it is. If I wasn't seeing it tomorrow, I would be doing the literal exact same thing. So, because I'm not, I've been burned by movie theaters so often lately. So hopefully this one's not that case. We'll have to wait and see. Um, all right. Well, with that. Oh, also wrong choice. IMAX only. Nah, I don't think it's the wrong. Dune choice. Was, Dune, I don't think Dune one was all that great. I, it's it's a blah movie. Uh, I I think we're gonna guys. I think that's gonna be the end of the episode right there. I think we gotta. I think we gotta <laughs> go. <laughs> Holy shit! Um. Oh my god. I loved it. So, I, I mean, that's everybody has an opinion, right? Everybody can have their own opinion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's art. Wasn't for yeah. me. That's fine. And that's perfectly fine. I just, I, wow. And see, Tools, I'm not seeing it in IMAX. I didn't see the first, I saw the first one when it released because it released day and date on HBO Max when it was called HBO Max at the time. Now it's just called Max. So I watched it there. Um, and I'm not seeing Dune Part 2 in IMAX either. I'm seeing it at, um, Will, you'll know. Like I'm seeing it at uh Alamo. And on their on their biggest screen that they have. Yeah. So I, I mainly I want I want to go see it there because of their zero tolerance policy for fucking around. Sure. Because like I said, I've been burned so many fucking times by being in a theater recently that I just don't want somebody running the movie for me. Um what's up, Brooks? Welcome back. Good to see you. Um we can undo that later. Oh, I don't care. Uh, White Sedge, welcome back. Good to see you. Uh, Treasy, welcome back. Good to see you as well. I shouldn't say welcome back. I should say welcome. Welcome to the show. I apologize. Alpha Soldier, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. I apologize if I missed that earlier as well. Will caught me totally off guard with this dude <laughs> one take. I was not ready for that at all. Um, but I respect it. It's, it's your opinion. You, you deserve to have your opinion. It wasn't for you, and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. All right, Subaru, welcome back. What's happened in the movies to me? Just people, okay, just real quick. If, if like, when I go to a movie theater, what do you go to a movie theater to do? Watch the fucking movie. I bought my ticket to watch the fucking movie. And if there's people talking, if there's people on their phones, if there's people that are sitting down across from me, 
but they won't just stop moving. This is going to sound so stupid, but if they don't stop moving and their clothes make a lot of noise, and when it's a quieter movie and all you hear is the rustling of their fucking pants because they have restless leg syndrome, am I saying something very specific right now? Yes, because it's fucking annoying. So when I go to a movie theater, I just want to watch the movie. Why do you think, Will, I'm 1000% with you on, uh, like, I'm so used to and love waiting for things to just come to streaming services because I'm able to watch it in the comfort of my own home. The lights turned off. I have my own popcorn. I know it's not movie theater popcorn, but I don't care. Like I have everything right there. I can make myself a drink. Like I'm just immersed in it right then and there. If I'm paying to see a movie in a theater, like I know nobody's perfect, but for fuck's sake, you're... If you're not there to watch the movie, you're wasting your own goddamn money. Go waste it somewhere else. Stop wasting my time. So yeah, there's my fucking rant about going to movie theaters. And again, this is very like this has been recently. This has been since um restrictions were lifted from COVID. Like ever since that, I just feel like people have been absolute fucking shitters at movie theaters now. So that's all. It's just fucking annoying. Um, Will, did you want to add anything before I move on? Um, add anything to what conversation out of the three we just went <laughs> I'm through? so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, you're, we're on to Mexico, right? Yes, we are on to Mexico. Um, so the HCS Open Championship for Mexico. Here are the results. Um, just real quick, notable information here. No org lost one singular game throughout the entire tournament. So I thought that was pretty cool to call out. And then in um, seventh and eighth place, because holy fucking shit, we actually had eight teams competing. That's a joke for the Australian New Zealand region. Get it? So in seventh and eighth, we have Impact Esports, which is Blue Side, uh, Duelists, Lunatics, and Tabvo. And Centenegra MX, which was Ace Rippin, Atso, um, Herxerum, and Who's Riches. In fifth, sixth, we had Off, which was Destroy, Guxity, uh, Negvity, and Snakey. And then Viajitos team, probably mispronounced that and I apologize, uh, was Bullet, Eupathy, Gambino, and Zauron. In fourth place, we had Snom, which was Atenius, Dolan, Pink Sakura, and Rorch. Third place was SWAT and Alpha, which was Goroloco, Leor, Sepstars, and Strikey. In second place was SWAT Latam, which was Guardian, Johan, Magico, and Pelugod. And in first place, shocking literally nobody, again, is No Org, which is Acid, Drift, Noble, and Tapping Buttons. But they aren't going to be the only team that is traveling from the Mexico region to compete in Arlington because from SWAT LATAM, they state, we are going to Texas. Our teams will travel to compete in the open qualifier at HCS Arlington 2024. We will give our best version to put LATAM's name high. And again, that includes both the SWAT LATAM and the SWAT and Alpha teams. So both of their teams will be traveling to Arlington as well, which is really fucking awesome. Really fucking awesome. And for those who don't remember, um, the Mexico and Australia, New Zealand regions. So the LATAM and the Australia, New Zealand regions, their guaranteed pool play spots have been removed this year. So 
the top placing team in each of their qualifiers or each of their open championships as it was, they will receive paid for travel coverage um, and entrance into the open bracket. Okay, so their pool play spot is no longer a thing. They will have to fight through the open bracket to try to have a to try to have a chance to get into the pool to get into pool play. So the fact that even with that removed, the fact that both the SWAT Lat Tam teams are gonna go, um, I think that's really fucking cool. So shout out to them. But uh also the other thing is is that that no org team still does not have an organization to represent them. So hopefully this opens up some eyes because they are, no offense to any other team in the region, but like they are clear cut far and away the best team right now in that region. So hopefully they're able to get some type of organization to, sh- to represent them, give them some more funding, whatever it may be. Times are tough out there. So good luck to them. Um, and then real quick, Will, before you move on to EU, I want to give a shout out to Brooks for the four month resub. You get a woo. Thank you very much for the resub. Will, what happened over in uh, EU? Yeah. Um, well, we know foe and quadrant have been fighting it out at the top spots and here are your top four placings in fourth was mama Mia. This was most flux septic and shad. They currently have. 4,320 points. In third was Jump Out Gang, Kimbo, is it Milzy, Sunrise, and Zove with 5,280 points sitting in third. Second went to Quadrant in this tournament, Glory, Sika, SLG, Snipe Drone. Now they have 7,200. And then Foe took first, Jimbo, Mighty's Chick, and Wootum with 12,000 points, and they get the number seven seed in pools at Arlington. That they do. So again, for those who are unaware, um, the top two teams from this qualifier uh, do guarantee pool play spots at Arlington. So yes, both Foe and Quadrant will have pool play spots at Arlington, guaranteed, locked in, and we'll uh, we'll quickly we'll quickly go through the pools um, at the end of the topic as well. So stay tuned for that. But yeah, they like you said, Will, they've been fighting neck and neck. Um, now, granted. Foe have basically had their roster kind of locked in uh, when they got Wootum. Like, that was kind of, they were ready to go. Um, and, um, so yeah, that, like, that was, that was that. But then Chick came in as well. So, shout out to him. And then Quadrant have really been trying to figure out what the fuck is going to go on with their roster. But they've announced they're set to go as well. I'm, I'm just... I'm really excited to see what these teams can do back on land again, because will, if you like, we look back at last year, right before these roster changes had happened and quadrant was clear in a way, the best team in the EU region. They, they, they made history, um, at, at international land events for their placings. They were looking crazy good Sometimes things didn't go their way, but it is what it is. It's any given Sunday. Um, but that quad, that uh, that native, native, Jesus Christ, that Navi roster towards the tail end of the year, and they were creeping up there, man. They were what we kept, what we kept saying, Will, with a little more time, a little more time, a little more time. They kept getting better and better and better. Now, obviously, some roster changes have taken place, but I'm really, really excited to see what these guys are going to be able to do on land again. Um, both these teams and 
yeah, I'm I'm very curious as to what's going to happen. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying they're going to get crazy placings or anything like that, but like just keep an eye on them. I'm super excited, super super excited. Yeah, and um, it's crazy to see the that removing legend from that quadrant roster really did make a big difference for them. It absolutely. You, he was that puzzle piece that made everything work. It seemed, and they're not as dominant. I'm not going to say they've, you know, fallen off or anything, but they're just not as dominant as they were before. Absolutely. And and the other thing too to keep in mind is like, well, what what's one thing that I always talk about? Right. I I talk about consistency and um, like consistency is as sticking together as a roster. And yeah. as long as personalities are still okay, like as long as there's no clashing or anything like that, in which case obviously make a move if you need to make a move. But I love when teams try to stick together and work things out as a team. I love when that happens. That's why I'm so high on Sentinels. Like I'm not saying winning events or anything. I'm not saying like fucking winning worlds or, you know, crazy shit, but like I'm high on them because they decided to stick it out after all the roster mania shenanigans were taking place because they believe in each other and they believe in that team. And I, I'm super excited to see what they're able to do. And like, I think you can put a lot of the stock in quadrant at that time because they were together for so long and they were doing so well. And, but Hey, shit happens. Clearly SSG. were going in a different route. They get legend and, uh, he's pretty good. He's a pretty good player. Will. yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. What would say he's, he's a professional. So, uh, like it's fucking, it's awesome. I suppose so. I suppose so. It's awesome. Um, Riz, nobody was saying you were crazy. People were saying you were crazy for, for you predicting them to win the tournament. The, people were not calling you crazy for believing in Navi at the time. People were calling you fucking crazy for your predictions. That's why you were crazy. Let's make sure there's context around that. I don't want you to sit on your goddamn high horse and be like, see, I, I don't want, you know what, Riz? I don't want you thinking you're in this fucking chair and you're looking at the camera and you're going, I was right. Because no, you don't get that. You don't get that opportunity, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> Repub, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Welcome to the shenanigans. <laughs> Juan, yeah, fuck you, Riz. Oh my God. <laughs> oh shit. Aftershocker, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Holy shit. Also, Voodoo Man and Sholnuff, welcome back. Blackout, welcome back. Genji, if I didn't already say it, welcome back to you as well. Everybody who I may have missed, welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. Um, real quick, I wanted to shout out the uh Again, the grand finals of that EU tournament. Really, the bracket reset again. Game five, which is Slayer on Live Fire. Just want to shout this one out. Um, I think it was a great job by Foe all around. They, if you go back and watch that game specifically, watch it from beginning to end. Like, there's a reason why I'm not showing a clip right here because I, I would want to show the entire game. It's it was that it was that dominant of a performance by Foe. And what I mean by that is. If you're watching from like basically the midway point, right? Slayers don't really start until the 30 kill mark is what we say. And if you go to that point in the game and you're watching from mid to the end, like foe were applying pressure the entire time. They were not letting quadrant get a breath in. 
Like they were as soon as they spawn, it it they were basically in a fight. They they had them on constant spawn rotations. Foe were working together as a team and doing the buddy system. They they were usually they were rarely left alone in a fight. And so it was just it was a great a great game to watch, especially at the end of that grand finals, the game five. We love a game five slayer. Um contrary to to other folks. I, I fucking adore slayers in competitive Halo, especially game fives and game sevens. There's just that tension is just Oh, feels so good. All right. North America, North America. Um, do I want to go through? I'll go through the results first. Fuck it. We're going to do things a little different this time. I'm going to go through the results first and then I'll go through the, the series that I want to discuss. So in seventh and eighth place, we have 4G, which was Burton, Hotshot Ghost, Squally, and Monster. And then also in that seventh and eighth spot was Business. Druck, Last Shot, Manny, and Tolik. In fifth, sixth, we had Optic Gaming, which was Dead Zone, Formal, Lucid, and Trippy, and Shopify Rebellion which was Cycle, Mental, Soul Snipe, and Suppressed. In fourth place, Complexity. Descendant, Huss, Precision, and Ryanoop. In third place, Sentinels, Boo Boo Doo Boo, Falcated, Lethal, and Spartan. In second place, Space Station, which is Bound, Eco, Legend, and Stellar. And in first place was Phase Clan, Frosty, Renegade, Royal 2, and Snakebite. So, I want to talk about some series, Will. I have some clips to show as well, as usual, as per usual. Um, also, before we get started here, I want to give a shout-out. We do this every week, but want to give a, an extra special shout-out this time around to everybody that was streaming these tournaments. Have to give a shout-out there. And then also... Major shout out to LVT Halo specifically, like we shout him out all the time, but specifically for this last weekend's qualifier tournaments because they didn't have just one stream. They didn't have just two. They didn't have just three. They had A, B, C, and D streams for both days. And that is fucking awesome. Not just awesome, it's commendable. It's fucking commendable. So shout out to LVT yeah, it was Halo. Great. Yes, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, being able to see multiple games going on, not only one stream with, you know, you had options. You could actually go find your team that you wanted to, to watch. Absolutely. So the reason why I say that is because a lot of these clips are taken from those, obviously, um, and some of them do not have commentary over them. So for the audio listeners at home and on the go, or wherever you're doing. I'm looking at the camera, so please know that if you're an audio listener, I'm looking at you right now. I'm sorry if you're not going to be able to hear the commentary, if there is no commentary, if you're just hearing game sound, okay? Um, But hey, maybe this will give you an opportunity. Maybe you'll keep it in the back of your mind. Oh, I should go check out the VOD and see what play he's talking about or see what clip he's talking about, what series, what game, whatever it is. 
So for the audio listeners out there, I'm sorry, but uh, I really want to show these off. Really want to show these off. So without further ado, Will I Am. Yeah. Um, first up, winners round five. We had Shopify Rebellion go up against Sentinels. Game three. Now, now let me just say this. Shopify won this series three to one. Okay. In winners round five, Shopify won this series three to one. Game three was strongholds on solitude. For those, for those who don't know what happened in this game, I'm not, I'm not going to show this game. I'm not going to show it because it's four minutes. Okay. It's a four minute long strongholds game. Will. And the significance of that is that Sentinels won 250 to zero. What's even crazier about that result of that game is that for some godforsaken reason, that was not the only time this happened in this tournament. Think about that. Not only was there a game that was 250 to nothing, but it happened more than once in this tournament. Danny Dank Dude 420, what a name. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. So that happened. But I do want to talk about game four, which was oddball on live fire. Round one. This was after a reset had taken place. Okay. So a reset had to take place. This was after that reset had taken place. Um, this was round one. And uh, I, the only thing that I said was, this is Shopify executing the perfect collapse on tower to get all four dead on the side of Sentinels and pick up the ball for the final seconds and the round win. So without further ado, this might be loud. So I'm going to, I'm going to lower, lower the volume here. Oh man, I should have set this up better. I'm, I apologize. I'm not, I'm like I said, we're not production like fucking LVT is okay? So You're going to have to bear with my bullshit. All right. So without further ado, here is that first clip that I was mentioning. Okay. So real quick, because obviously the audio listeners are not going to understand what is happening here. Um, so Sentinels have a lead right now of 89 to 74 and Shopify rebellion are pushing on them in tower to where Sentinels have to drop the ball off the map and get the play ball. Okay. So that is what is about to happen. So they push back on tower. They get the ball. And the funny thing is, is that Sentinels actually do not end up playing the ball. Instead, it lands right on the lip towards the edge of the map, does not actually fall off. Sentinels go basically all four dead, if I'm not mistaken. Shopify are able to pick it up for there and start scoring. 
Sentinels off respawn. They're spawning in A. They're spawning in green. They have to make a push up to tower again. But unfortunately for them, they're just not going to be able to do it in time. As Sentinels try to push up from Cat, they don't make it happen. Shopify get the round one win. Cool? Cool. So that was that one. Going to go back to the topic screen so I can switch back out the clip here. So then the next clip was round three. Okay. Again, this was after the reset. So there's a full reset. Round one. Shopify win that round. Great clutch by them. They make the great push towards tower. They get Sentinels dead. Sentinels don't end up playing the ball, which sucks for them, but it works out in Shopify's favor. They're able to hold towers. I mean, they're able to hold the tower. They get the round. Everything's good. So round three after the reset, this is again, Shopify executing the perfect collapse on green to get three dead on the side of Sentinels with staggered spawns and pick up the ball for the final seconds. And again, the round win. So without further ado, here's that. Clipperino after I switch the scene because of course I'm an idiot. Enemy has the ball. So two players and Sentinels are sitting back green right now. They get the play ball off this time successfully, I might add. Three dead go by the way of uh three dead by the way of Sentinels. And Shopify are able to swoop the fuck in. Grab the ball. And what do they do again? They make a tower push. Sentinels on the back foot yet again. Have to make their way through mid and just don't have enough time to make the collapse happen and Shopify win the game two to one. So huge shout out to Shopify. That was fucking great. Great execution, two rounds. The the thing that I love to see there is the fact that under a lot of pressure, because we've seen... We've seen oddball games where you could have, it could be very, very scrappy between both teams. We'll talk about one of those in a little bit. Or you could have a situation where um, a team could get a huge amount of time, like 50, 60 seconds of ball time in a round, and then not be able to pick it up for a while, right? And then you have that back and forth. Like you could have giant swings, like in a strongholds game, you could have giant swings in time going between the teams. And what I look out for is the teams that can make a successful push can have that successful play happen under immense pressure. Like I know we're not talking about world championship right now, but like these are for seeds for pools, right? These are for, uh, for Arlington. Like this, this stuff actually matters. And when your back is against the wall like that, and you execute that play perfectly, you get three or four dead on the opposite team, you know where they're going to be spawning, and you just execute the setup. I love watching that happen in real time, and you get to see it happen with Shopify two rounds, not back-to-back rounds, but two rounds in the same game. It's just, it was great. Really good execution by them. So, moving on, let's talk about, again, in winner's round five, Phase went up against Reversal Perfy. Okay. Reversal Perfy is no longer Reversal Perfy, but Reversal Perfy at the time. Okay. Then, game three was Strongholds on Solitude. Will, remember when I told you 
and I told the I told the listeners at home that this would that the previous one I mentioned wouldn't be the first and only time that a strongholds game went two fifty to nothing. Yeah, guys, I'll be the first to admit I don't think Sniper was the problem on Solitude. Just gonna throw that out there. So. For those who don't know, they swapped the sniper out for the shock rifle. Um, and I, I, I respect, and I like, I agree with the whole, like if you hit somebody with a sniper shot in the body, it'll bring them down to no shields. Like it, one more shot should kill them in the head, obviously. Um, what, and then with a shock rifle, like if you shoot them in the body once it doesn't take their shields all the way down. So like, there's that, the, supposed to give you more viability as an opposite team that doesn't have the shock rifle better of a chance to get out and make a move. I don't think the sniper was the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, that is, that is two stronghold solitude games in the same round of the tournament going two fifty to nothing. Now, obviously it's not strictly the sniper, right? Like teams are holding positions incredibly well, they have them on spawn rotations. You're never letting off the gas. Even if they capture one point, you get them off spawn. You get back in there. You get the point. You have them constantly moving around the map, and they can never feel they never feel like they can sit and just relax for a minute. Okay, there's a lot of factors that have to go into a team winning 250 to nothing. But I will say, I don't think the sniper was the problem anymore. Will? No, definitely not. <laughs> it's uh. You're, you're right on the, it's, it's about the spawn trapping. That's really what it comes down to. Absolutely. Um, Orky, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. And if I mispronounced that, let me know. Because maybe it's pronounced differently. I just read it as Orky. I'm probably wrong, but you know, here we are. Also, Bodie. Sorry for missing you earlier. Welcome back. Good to see you. Um, See, so yeah, I'm not going to show that game, but if you want to see just a masterclass in how a stronghold solitude should be played, go watch both those games. The phase against reversal Perfy and the Shopify rebellion against Sentinels. Because those are fucking insane. Frankly, I couldn't believe that it happened in the same, in the same area of the bracket. It's just fucking bonkers. But again, I want to talk about oddball and live fire because believe it or not, we had another couple rounds that had some crazy shit happen. So first up, we had Reversal Perfy somehow getting the ball in round two to win that round by literally one second. So without further ado, let's check that out. So score right now in the clip. FaZe have the ball. They're scoring. There's about 30 seconds left on the game clock. But for those who don't know an oddball, if you're holding onto the ball, the game clock stops. Okay? Sentinels, I mean, not Sentinels, face take the lead 71 to 70. Less than 30 seconds left on the game clock. Nearing 20 right now. There's two dead. Three dead on the side of Reversal Perfy. And here's, here's where shit gets crazy. Okay? Here is where shit gets crazy. There is 15 seconds left on the game clock. 15 seconds. There are three dead on the side of Reversal Perfy. Three dead. 
The last alive is Mortally. Renegade is shooting at him right now as Mortally is jumping from um, the camo spot on the little turbine. Okay? So, Will, I'm going to ask you right now. I, if you are in this situation, right, you're looking at the score. It's 71 to 70. You have the lead. You're on phase. You're feeling pretty decent. You have three dead on the opposite team. The only player on your team that's dead is Snakebite, but that's okay. There's 15 seconds left on the game clock. What what are you doing right now? What what are you doing to secure your team the round win here? Well, one, you're playing time. But with the information where the ball is, I would try to get it into a better spot so it's not so easily accessible. Okay. Let's see what reversal perfy here is somehow some way able to accomplish. So with all the focus on mortally renegade finally is able to take mortally out, but all three players on reversal have spawned back up and somehow cherished is able to make his way into rat tunnel and grab the ball. There are 10 seconds left on the game clock. Royal 2 is able to get a trade off of Cherished, who had the ball. Breaking Shot picks off Royal 2. Breaking Shot then picks up the ball. The game is currently tied 71 to 71. There are seven seconds left on the game clock. And Renegade has the fresh camo. Breaking Shot is making his way through Rat Tunnel. Renegade looks like he's about to cut him off from dummies. But instead, Breaking Shot had the biggest IQ brain play of all time. Where with Repulsor, he drops the ball, getting the extra second needed to take the lead. So the score is now 72 to 71. There are two seconds left on the game clock. Both Snakebite and Frosty push through Rat Tunnel. And after Breaking Shot repulsed the ball in the mud to make it so FaZe had to make a run for it if they wanted to get that ball, he nades Rat Tunnel perfectly towards in pillar, like at the pillar side. Kills both of them. And with that, time expires and they win the round 72 to 71 as time expires. Fucking crazy. Big brain plays, ladies and gentlemen. Big brain plays. Ash says, can we show the nade one more time? Uh, yeah. Can fucking show the nade one more time. Maybe. Hold on. Because I don't have the I don't have the keyboard next to me. You're gonna have to bear with me for a second here. No, I think I fucked up. I'm sorry. All right, here we go. He repulses it. There's the nade. There's two nades that actually go into the pillar door. Executes it perfectly. Gets those two kills. Ball gets thrown a little bit further, round over. Just fucking miraculous play. Breaking shot. What an unbelievable play. Um, I, I'm going to probably mispronounce this one. Honestly, or honestly, thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Orky says, no, that's correct. Fuck yeah. Thank you so much for being here. All right. So yeah, that was fucking crazy.
But the craziness doesn't stop there, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. Because in round three, Reversal Perfy came back to win the round again in some dramatic fashion. So without further ado, let's go check that clip out, shall we? So this time, let's give some context here for the folks that are listeners at home. Reversal Perfy has the lead right now, 77 to 61. Phase are scoring. Okay, FaZe have the ball. They are scoring. There is just over 30 seconds left on the game clock. Renegade has the ball. They are scoring. They have a tower hold. Things are looking pretty good for them. Frosty picks off Cherished. Frosty has the sniper. You think, okay, this is going to be a good setup. Royal 2 gets a double kill. They have Reversal Perfy on spawn rotations. This is looking like a round win by way of FaZe Clan. Done and dusted. This should be good to go. But wait, what's this? Somehow, FaZe are put on their back foot. FaZe have 97 points. FaZe go all four dead, as a matter of fact. All four dead on the way of FaZe Clan. They get stopped scoring at the 97-point mark. There are 36 seconds left on the game clock because, again, if you're holding the oddball, the clock does not count down. So they held that ball the entire time. Now, reversal just needs to kind of do the same thing FaZe were doing. Hold on to the ball. Make sure you're keeping them out of your base, and you're good to go. Let's see what happens. Reversal Perfy now scoring. They have the tower set up this time around. Active camo is up. It looks like Snakebite is uh, going to be making a play for this. Phase do get the camo. Renegade pops it. He knows we're ball carriers, but he's spotted. Can he make a play off this? And then we have a little fucking clusterfuck that happens in mud. But it doesn't fucking matter. Because all four for Phase go down yet again. In the clusterfuck, Reversal Perfy gets the last seconds needed and they actually win the round and the game. Just wow. Fucking wow. Will, what what are your thoughts about that play that happened? Um it It's cra- it's it, like you said clusterfuck, right? Like Mhm. It's not the phase we're used to seeing where it's really like calculated. Um, reversal Perfy able to take them four down twice is not normal for phase. Um, I'm wondering if something was just off or if reversal Perfy were playing different than they expected, not, not normal routes, whatever. But yeah, it was crazy to see them take two oddball rounds in that fashion where it came down to the wire. It absolutely did. And that's, it's plays like that. It is games like that, that are just, that just make it so much more exciting to watch. Um, FaZe would end up going on to win that series um, in the game five Slayer, but uh, that's not one that we don't necessarily need to talk about. Um, but yeah, shout out to Reversal Perfy for taking them as far as they did. And uh, they did make it into pools. So we'll see what happens yeah. there. The other series I wanted to talk about in 
winners round five. Optic Gaming going up against Complexity. A lot of game five series here, Will. A lot of game fives. Yeah, made uh, made the tournament much more exciting. <laughs> absolutely. It absolutely did. But I don't want to talk about game five here. I want to talk about game one, which was King of the Hill on recharge. The last second collapse on the optic to secure the final hill of the game for complexity. Again, this is one that I want you guys to be paying attention to the time. Because again, for the folks at home who don't know, in King of the Hill, same rules apply for oddball. Where if you're in the hill, the time stops. Okay? The time stops. So without further ado, let's check out this clip. Aiming to do so. It's a two-man push through the pipes. Do they find Lucid in time? His position's known. The pre-fire's in. No damage done by Lucid. Here comes the push. Yep, that damage was done, but Descendant does get his shields back. Formal's on the back of Hydro. Trippy's the last player alive. It might be it. This might be it. Complexity might take this. And with that kill, they do. They secure game number one versus Optic Gaming. So... Pretty fucking crazy, right? Again, a perfect execution by complexity there. They get the spawns in um in the turbine area. They make their way through red pipes. They go all the way up and around, and they just they make a perfect collapse. They make an absolutely perfect collapse on optic. Um, they get the last seconds needed. If you if you pay attention to the hill for, for the audio listeners, if you're paying attention to the hills. Um, like the progress on that hill, which was in blue pipes, by the way, the hill was in blue pipes. Um, the score was tied three to three. Both teams had basically the same amount of progress on the hill, uh, where it was nearly capped for both teams. So it was, it really came down to one last singular push that was needed by either team, like either optic maintaining control or complexity executing on their push and complexity did exactly what they needed to do. They executed it flawlessly. They got all four dead. They get the last second seated in the hill. They capitalize. They win the game. Again, it was only game one, but still, that was, it was just fucking awesome. Um, the unfortunate thing for complexity in this regard is uh, the reason why I'm not talking about the remainder of the games in the series is because uh, Optic reverse swept them, and uh, they kind of did it in dominant fashion. So it's like, Will, we talk about it all the time. And I know this is only an online tournament, but we, we talk about it all the time, right? It's, it, it's that switch that gets flipped. When that, when that switch gets flipped, sometimes these teams can just appear unstoppable and Optic looked unstoppable for those other three games in that series. So, yeah. But I, I'm, uh, as Riz, I believe, says in the chat, has high hopes for the complexity roster. I also have high hopes for them. I'm, I'm wishing them the best of luck for sure. Um, so just fucking crazy. Will, I want to move on to the winner's semifinal now. All right. The winner's semifinal was a pretty, uh, grueling matchup between phase clan and optic gaming. One that, uh, we may see throughout the year. Who knows? But game one was CTF on Empyrean. And I just want to highlight the last flag capture that happens here. The score is tied one-to-one. -one. There's less than a minute remaining on the clock in regulation. Okay. This is the last flag capture by FaZe 
And Royal 2 started the flag run, staying alive while keeping the pressure on Optic for the rest of phase to make the run needed to win the game. So without further ado, here is that final flag run. They're not going to be able to. Renegade again. How well Eli have phase played defensively with the snipe. Royal 2's hit some clutch shots. Now Renegade's doing just that. Almost feels like FaZe are totally wow. okay with going to overtime, but look at this. Royal 2 on the opposite side of the map, all by his lonesome, finds a sneaky way to pull the flag before being seen. And he's going to get a kill at the same time they kill oh Trippy. This could convert into a flag uh, a flag cap. And Royal 2 doesn't trade out. That gives FaZe a chance to run this one off the rip as it's RIP. For dead zone, maybe Trippy off the double. No, Renegade misses the sticky as well. He's usually deadly with that. Wow. But doesn't matter if he gets that slay. World 2 looking to put the second score in with 10 seconds left. And FaZe are likely going to steal this one. I don't see it. So, yes, the end of the game happens. Time runs out and FaZe win the game. But the, the thing to pay attention to there is what Royal 2 was doing the entire time. If Royal 2 doesn't stay alive in that situation, that cap is dead. Like there's, there's no way phase push out the way that they do. And they get that cap. The fact that Royal two was in the position he was in by sitting in old fucking like in halo three terms, an old shotgun spawn, right? The fact he was sitting there, he gets the flagpole doubles back. And he's like, I'm not, I'm waiting. I'm not going to do shit. They know that somebody's pulled the flag. They're going to have to somehow make a move. I'm good. I'll relax. My team knows I'm here. And when the time is right, I'll make a move. And the fact, not only does he make a move, but he, again, he doesn't die. That was crucial. And then the fact that he stayed alive for as long as he did, where he did, you know where Optic are going to be spawning. They're going to be spawning towards their tower side. So you have FaZe being able to execute their push through long and green. They know where, they know where Optic are going to be spawning. Royal 2 is like, all right, we got the kills, guys. Okay, right, cool. I can take this. All right, neat. And he's able to take the flag back and score it without issue. Just again, another perfect execution. And that's why I want to highlight these plays. So just a really fucking good, really good play. And a really good job of staying alive. All right. Next up. Got to remember to switch back to this. I apologize. We need Brandon in here to fucking get us our sweet, our scene switchers. You know what I mean? Um, real quick. Let's talk about the next series. Next one I have here. Winner's final phase against SSG. Game one was oddball on recharge. I'm not going to I'm not going to show the clip about this, but I do want to just mention that round 2 will I had mentioned earlier, right? That sometimes um you can have an oddball game where you have a team that gets 50 60 seconds of time at a time, right? You have teams that can able yeah. to, that hold on to the ball, they have their setup, they're executing it perfectly and they hold that for a very long period of time. There are other times where teams are very scrappy fighting back and forth trying to get any any inkling of ball time they can get. That round two of that game one oddball on recharge was literally that. Where it went to time, SSG won the round 41 to 28. 41 to 28. 
and they won the game two to nothing. Just unbelievably scrappy back and forth between the teams. They could just never get a solid hold and keep it for a, a long period of time. And yes, tools, it really did feel like they were just playing Slayer the whole game. Like when I watched when I, when I, the first half of that round, when I was watching that first half, I'm like, do, are they even like, do they want like the, it doesn't have cooties. Like you can, you can go touch it. It's okay. Like you touch the ball. It looks cool in your hand. It glows and shit. You know, like who doesn't want that? It's just, it's, it's weird, but regardless, um, game three was CTF on Aquarius. SSG had the remarkable final flag run with 20 seconds left in regulation. They win the game four to three. Here is that clip. You can't go three down, so Royal 2 needed to find a way to get that kill. He does pick it up, and not only that, he finds a nice nade on the Stellar. That's going to make two down for SSG. That's going to kill this flag run dead in his tracks. Legend is going to be able to take down Royal 2, but you have to think this pie chart is about to come out. This flag is still on the move, though. Bound somehow with no shield. Taking the risk to take it bottom middle. Nobody on phase has an angle to try and slow him down. Stellar's going to get it to the bridge, and Bound may have just once again made an objective play that wins SSG the game. So... <laughs> Bound has a rule, and if you do, if you don't know, it's been kind of a little bit of a meme. Um, but he made a statement where sometimes you just have to die. Well, in this case, Bound did not abide by that rule, and instead he's like, "Nah, fuck that." Sometimes you just got to survive, and he literally did just that. He makes a flag run. Now, granted, shout out to his teammates. This was not all executed by him, but shout out to his teammates for allowing him to make this run in the first place, right? But the fact that he's bottom mid, he's bottom mid, like Clutch said, he's fucking one shot. He's able to get the flag all the way back to his steps. And then SSG clutch up and get the get the flag cap. Like, just wow. Just wow. Just fucking wow. So I got to shout that out. And then I'm going to switch back to this because the other game that I want to talk about briefly was again, phase against space station game four, which was King of the Hill on solitude this time around. Um, fresh veggies. Welcome back. By the way, says unselfish plays by him. That's the thing is like people, I want people to understand this. A lot of people think, like, how do I phrase this? How do I phrase this? I think a lot of people out there have a lot of preconceived notions about pro players and specific pro players. Um, whether that be how, like, whether that be their personality on their stream, whether that be how they've said something in an interview, whatever, right? But the fact of the matter is they don't know that person. Like, they don't know that player. You know what I mean? And fresh, I just like, this is not a jab at what you're saying because, yes, it was an unselfish play by him and his teammates did a remarkable job allowing him to stay alive. I just want people to understand this. I'm, I'm telling everybody. Like, I want people to understand that like these, these pro, these top pro players, like 
these top pro players, they are teammates. They're playing this game as a team. They want nothing more than to win and to win as a team. And that's why Halo Infinite particularly is, is so much have is so much more team based as a game. And I just, I don't want people just to look at a pro player and be like, Oh, I don't like how they said blah, blah, blah. Or I think that that person sounds entitled, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking about bound by the way. I'm just in general. Like I, I, I hate when people do that. Like these, they're, they're people, they play this game professionally. Like they're trying to win more than anything. And a lot of these players just have that stigma around them. And I, I, it's just, it's annoying to see. So like, I just want people to understand if anybody watches this and has a stigma towards a specific player or whatnot, unless that player did something actually shitty, like just take a step back and be like, no, that's an actual person. Like they're a human being and they're playing a game that you love and they're playing in a professional capacity and they want to win. So yeah, that's all. What's up snag. Welcome back. So yeah, let's, uh, I just want to show this real quick then. This was that King of the Hill on Solitude, as I mentioned previously. That is a lot of map control they just lost. Legend had a perfect flank on the respawners that just spawned loop right in front of him. Unfortunately, he gets repulsed back. What a heads up play by whoever on phase had that repulse. They're able to kill the rest of Legend's teams. He's had, he's forced to kind of reset and play his life and wait for respawners to come up before he can really do anything. But SSG give away that initial control. They do have over halfway through the hill and there is a player still in it. There are two down for SSG. If you're faced, you need to get Stellar out of this hill and you need to start acquiring time yourself. Sorry, Optic fans at home, but I had these two as your power ranked number one and number two teams in the entire world. Now duking it out here in the winner's bracket finals are FaZe and Space Station Gaming. Frosty with a well-placed shot with a shock rifle bound, doing everything he can to stay alive. Target prioritization on point. Frosty takes down the player over toward the power position, gets himself another kill, turn it into a triple, and Legend, you better watch your head. You might just be on a highlight reel. FaZe have now stolen all that momentum back and are looking to end this right here, right now. Space Station Gaming off a of spawn, and FaZe will not go down, at least not now. 13 seconds on the clock space station gaming can still answer Frost. spoiler alert they don't answer uh so that, that's the end of the game time it goes to time um phase went at three to two but just it, again we talk about we talk about all the time like these shifts in the game and whatnot and just these plays that are being made and it all it's all based off whether the team executes that play because if they don't execute the play they don't get the setup they're not able to get the hill time i know it sounds so simple but there's so many thoughts and so many decisions that are going into these players' minds at any given time that a specific kill can dictate how a push happens. You know what I mean? And like just getting that information, so on and so forth, it's just, it was a great play execution by FaZe in that regard. They had them on spawns. They knew where they were going to be spawning. Solitude is a very easy map to determine where players are going to be spawning at any given time even with spawns being kind of fucky and infinite right now. Like if you are sitting out in the open of the map, I'll go, we'll go back to the cameras here. If you're sitting 
Like if you're sitting in C, like on, on shock, right? If you're sitting top mid and you're sitting truck or whatever, you you have that area of the map occupied. You know they're gonna be either in blue, plaza, or um or in loop. Like, and more than likely not loop, because you probably have a guy sitting near posters. So you know they're gonna be spawning in blue or plaza. There's only so many avenues to get out of there. So if you're just able to keep them contained, especially on King of the Hill, when you only need to be in one specific spot at a time, like as long as you execute that play, you're going to win that hill, maybe win that game. And it's just, again, it's really cool to see these plays actually happen and work well. And it's, and this is no offense to like lower seeded teams or whatever it may be. All these players are really good. But when you see these top teams executing at the top level, it it's remarkable when you get that feeling of, I'm going to go into matchmaking and I'm going to do that. And then obviously you realize that you can't do that. You know, like, will we have that feeling all the time? Like a tournament happens, you're like, oh my God, I can't fucking wait to get on Halo. I'm going to play this. I'm going to let fucking lucid play that happened. It's going to be so insane. I can fucking set up like that. And then you can't. It just, it, it, it highlights these plays so much more and highlights these teams and these players so much more for what they're able to do. It's just, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. So that was winners. Let's go to losers. You know, where you lose and you're out of the tournament because it's the losers bracket and not the elimination bracket. Jesus Christ. Gosh, you got to move on. I'm never going to move new, on. It's updated. I'm never moving on, Will. This is mine. It's existed since before our time. And before our this time. Isn't MLG anymore. <laughs> I know. Don't remind me. Fuck. All right. In losers round eight, um, 4G went up against reversal Perfy. This was a hotly contested series that took place. Ooh, monsters playing a spooky who fucking cares. Um, game two, a slayer on recharge reversal came back from being down 47 to 49. They win the game 50 to 49. Okay. So they get, they had to get three kills to win the game. Um, four G only needed one kill, but it took three minutes of game time to get to that score. It took three minutes from the 47 to 49 point. But Reversal made the comeback. They get the win in that game. That just fucking, that was awesome to see to them. 4G wins the series 3-2 to two overall. But in that game two Slayer, a remarkable 50-49. to 49, Great comeback by Reversal. That was sick. And Tools, you're wrong, but that's okay. Um, Then we had Sentinels go up against Native Gaming. And game one was CTF on Argyle formerly known as the versatile trash pile. This was Spartans, basically one man army mode flag run in the final 30 seconds to lead Sentinels to a two to one game win. And without further ado, again, I sense a trend here, folks, 30 seconds left on the game clock. 30 seconds remaining. Thanks game announcer. What timing it is this perfect? So the, the flag, 
picking up and dropping is what you hear of Spartan right now. He brings it all the way to his base. He doubles back and he's like, wait, 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 wait. They have a couple people right in front of our base. I'm gonna pop a sniper shot in them. My teammates will pick up the scrap. They get the flag cap. Last two seconds tick off the clock. And Sentinels win the game. Two to one. Sentinels would end up winning the series, as a matter of fact. They swept Native Gaming at the time. Sentinels won 3-0. So, uh, Native Gaming was, fine, I'll say it, eliminated from the tournament at that point in time. Let's go to Losers Round 10. Or Elimination Round 10. <laughs> um, complexity beat Shopify Rebellion three to one. Not really much I wanted to talk about there, but just a cool series. If you wanted to go check it out in full, you can go check that out. And then Sentinels went up against Optic Gaming in Losers Round Ten as well. Again, this is Optic Gaming we're talking about a team that you could think about winning this qualifier to be potentially the number one seed at their home event. But Sentinels, they had other plans. They wanted to rain on Optic Gaming's parade. They wanted to crumble the green wall. And what better way to do that than with a 50-49 Slayer, Game 5 Slayer win on Aquarius. For this clip, we're going to kick it on over to a video from Paradise Halo where we actually have the team comms for them winning this game. So without further ado, I think we should go listen to what the Sentinels players have to say. Yeah. Part two. I'm dead, dude. Car one, guys. Car one. Car one. Car one, Jesse. Yellow, you jump. Yellow, you jump. Yellow, you jump. Yellow, you jump. He waved thrust. I got one. This guy blue. Yellow, you jump. I'm informal. Shroom, shroom, shroom. He's going to go front. He's going to go front. Yeah. Austin. He went close to you on your fridge. Yeah. I'm going to pause real quick for the audio listeners. Um, 47-47 right now. The game is tied. A little over two minutes left on the clock. That doesn't necessarily matter. But 47-47 tie game right now. Again, this is game five. Slayer on Aquarius. Winner moves on. Loser is stays home. Yeah, OV and five, guys. OV and five. P1, P1 weak on. No, OV1. Yo, yellow for move, two guys. Formal as he wave. Yellow P2 there. You gotta play this zone. You gotta play Lucid is able to get a kill off lethal here. So Optic Gaming take the lead 48 to 47. Optic Gaming are pushed currently in their fridge. I don't mean pushes and like pushed back into their fridge, but they are they have two of their players in their fridge right now. Uh, Formal is sitting on top of the base. Blue fire, bro. Yellow window. Yellow window weak. And yellow Dead zone is able to get a kill on Sparty, making the game 49 to 47, as a matter of fact, in favor of Optic Gaming. Okay? Boo Boo Dooboo just hits the G slide of his goddamn wife into that back of fridge. He has a little bit of uh, overshield left. Yellow Trish. P1, kill me. Yellow Trish. P1. Trish, they're killing me, dude. They're killing me. Yeah, he gets the backsmack on Lucid, which didn't really look like a backsmack when you look at the observer side of things, but that's besides the point. Um, and then Falcated is able to pick off Trippy as well. We have a tie game, 49-49. The thing to keep in mind right now is that Boo Boo Doo Boo, his overshield's gone. 
But not only is his overshield gone, he's nearly one shot. Okay. He's nearly one shot. And what does this man decide to do? Well, he decides to take the matters into his own goddamn hands. P1, 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 TJ. So he gets the call out that there is somebody one shot on P1. So Boo Boo Doo Boo, also near one shot, decides I'm G sliding the motherfuck in there and I'm getting this goddamn kill. And it's exactly what he did. He picks off formal who is one shot. They win the game 50 to 49. Let's hear what they say. I got him. Nice. Let's, go, Let's go, go, boys. Oh my God. Let's fucking go, bro. Dude, I can't believe formal didn't. Good shit. So there you go. Just a fuck. Wow. Just the fucking boo-boo's balls, man. Like, fucking, he gets the call out, and I respect it. Like, he gets the call out. You know what I mean? Play the last three seconds. Jesus Christ. Okay. I can't believe I didn't kill formal. Fucking slammed. Fucking slammed. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen. Jesus Christ. So, just, wow. What a, another, again, we talk about play execution. He gets the call out. The comms were clear. They knew where he was. Boo Boo, even also being weak, he's like, I can do this. I have the confidence in myself to do this. My teammates, like, they call out that that player's one shot. I trust that that player's one shot in P1. I'm going to go for this. Game's on the line. Series is on the line. Tournament run is on the line. Go, go, go. And he did, and he did it flawlessly. So, yeah, fucking just great job by Sentinels there. Um, and they got to move forward within the tournament. So the loser semifinal Sentinels went up against complexity and really we talk about how some series just aren't even close. This was another one. Sentinels ran through complexity in this series. It culminated in a five to nothing CTF on Aquarius game. So like you don't see many of those happen unless you're getting rolled in matchmaking. So shout out to Sentinels for doing the work there. But yeah, that's that series wasn't even relatively close. So go ahead and check that one out, though. You could see Sentinels do some really great things. And a 5-0 CTF on Aquarius is nothing to scoff at. Losers final was SSG going up against Sentinels. Game four, which is CTF on Empyrean. I only have two more clips to show tonight. Game four was CTF on Empyrean. And this was a collapse onto Sentinels by SSG, which leads the final flag capture to win the game three to two in the series three to one. Legend, yeah, always in this in the base of Sentinels gets the first kill. That's gonna be two down for Sentinel. This could potentially be a flag that goes to the 50% portion of the map. And if that's the case, this is gonna be very difficult. <laughs> Uh, nothing, nothing faster than the French. What in the world was that? All four go down. Space Station. They push right away. It's like, no, it wasn't Space Station. It was Legend. Got in their face. Won the critical 1v1. Pulls the flag out and wins the series for his team. Couldn't have said it better myself, Tools. Wins the series for his team. Uh, just, again, a remarkable flag cap. Wanted to shout that out. Because it deserved being shot up. Um, 
So yeah, SSG win that series three to one. SSG put on their dominant form like they typically do, as we expect them to do. That brings us to the grand final. Phase against SSG. Couple games here, but one clip I want to show. Game two was Slayer and Aquarius. SSG took absolutely no prisoners, winning the game 50 to 30. 50 to 30 against FaZe in a Slayer, Will. But Will, it didn't stop there. Because Snakebite did, had to make a pit stop. He had to make a pit stop, Will. Do you know where he do you know where Snakebite took his pit stop? No. He he really he was craving something. He was fucking just oh my god, he was craving breadsticks from Olive Garden. He was just craving breadsticks from Olive Garden. So he went to Olive Garden, he picked up his breadstick. Um he did have the most assists on his team though with seven. But yeah, he dropped one he dropped one kill that game. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah. And stats are not everything. Like I, I know people like people are gonna take this out of context. Like, He's fucking throwing shade at snake bite. No, I'm not. Like Stats don't mean everything, but it was like, I did watch that and I'm like, my God, they fucking SSG did not. Wow. They just didn't give a shit. So that was just remarkable play by them. Remarkable play by SSG in that Slayer. Um, hi, Burido. I probably mispronounced that and I apologize. Welcome back. I think you've explained how to say your name before and I forgot and I apologize. Zero shot kill. Welcome back. Yeah. Halt. Uh, so breadstick means a player gets a singular kill. A goose means a player gets zero kills. Hybrid. Fuck. Yes. Thank you. I knew you fucking explained it earlier too. Thank you. Hybrid, hybrid, hybrid. I will try to remember that magic. Mike, welcome back. Love you too. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for fucking it up before. But the last one I want to mention here, the last clip that I have. Game five, which was CTF on Forbidden. Um, Or maybe, was it? No, it was game four. I'm sorry. It was game four. Game four was because game, like fucking, you know, I'm an idiot. Game fives are slayers. Duh, 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 duh. Game four was CTF on Forbidden. And this is the final flag captured by FaZe to win the game, the series, and the tournament. And lo and behold, the trend continues where this time there's more than 30 seconds, but just barely. We have 45 seconds left on the clock. Staying alive, keeping pressure. If I'm stellar, I'm going on a quick flank right here to try to get behind these players, but it's shut down right away. Great job by FaZe to prioritize the correct players. Take down the perimeter player over at Sniper, then work on the rest. Stellar's the last alive. Well, that's four down for Space Station. Flag's on its way, and I don't think there's any way for them to get there in time. It's a foot race to the opposite base. The pressure has been too good. FaZe continuing to get three down for the side of SSG. And you see Legend not gonna make it through to make an impact here. Frosty will put in the final flag and FaZe Clan will go into the Optic Major with seed number one. There you go. There's something that you come to realize pretty fucking quickly, Will, and you already know this. You're already fully aware. You play, you've played the ranked matchmakings for quite some time. Um, is that when you get a run going on Forbidden 
it can go fucking fast. And it was one of the things, Will, that I was actually worried about um, when Forbidden was announced, right? I always, I, I will sit here and I will, I will like fucking eat my words is that I was worried that the, the sight lines were too big. The map looked too big, whatever. But when you watch a proper flag run happen on that map, they go really, really fucking fast. Yeah. It's all about getting the proper control, running it through that bottom pillar side where you have cover. And that's why that run is optimal because you have cover versus running it down main ramp where if they spawn in their back base, they have sight lines. So yeah, you want, you want a couple people top mid, you want someone on their sniper tower and then the runner going through those pillars and it can just go, it's gone. If you don't, if you don't get that stop early, you're, you're in a lot of trouble. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm really excited to see this being played on land. Um, I'm glad that my reservations were like, they didn't need to happen. I didn't need reservations about this map. Um, it looks like it does play well. I have a pretty good time on it as well. Um, so glad to see that taking place. Tool says really smart map designed by three, four, three. Um, he says great use of elevation. I agree. It's like, and that's the thing I was worried about. I was worried about, you talk about sight lines, right? I, that's what I was worried about is that things look too big. Things look too open, but looks can be deceiving, ladies and gentlemen. And they truly were for me. And you, you see these players play these maps and you see proper plays being made, proper runs being done. It's like, it's just, it flows really well. It really does look like it flows really well. Um, it kind of gives that, that classic halo idea of having top control and being able to shoot down at your opponents, right? Absolutely. Because you get that mid, that mid and that sniper side and they're spawning that back base. You have those angles and that elevation to, to really support your team, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I was worried about the map a little bit when it first came out too. And now that it's been played more, we've seen pro play on it. It's, it's more digestible and it's more enjoyable. I could not agree more. Hit the nail on the head. So yes, FaZe end up winning the series. They win the tournament. They are your number one seed going into Arlington. All of the VODs for all of the series that we talked about, all of the VODs for each day of the tournament for each region are included. And all of the stats for all of the series that we talked about uh, specifically for North America and then EU as well, I believe are included in there are in the Google doc of the show notes of the show. So if you want to check out anything and everything that had to do with what we were talking about in this week's episode, they're all in the show notes. It's all linked out there for you with timestamps to all the games. Go check them out. Watch the VODs. Do it. Do it. Sharking donkey. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show as well. There is the, I also included the Google doc. I should say, I also included in the Google doc, the Google doc for the HCS points leaderboards. As of right now, the fact it's a Google spreadsheet is fucking hilarious to me, but it is. So there's a link. If you want it, there are tabs for each region and also just globally. So if you're interested in that, it's there for you. And then, yes, without further ado, um, 
We will dive deeper into the pools themselves during our Arlington pre-show, which is just going to be in a couple short weeks, Will. A couple short weeks for Arlington pre-show, man. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. But see, it seems to co- it's coming up so fast. It really is. You know what else is coming up pretty fucking fast? All things like being related here. That London that? major. Oh yeah. And there's still no dates yet. So Also, you know what? Because we do the show live, I'm genuinely curious about something else that we were supposed to get information on. So please bear with me chat because I want to check something out. I don't think it's updated yet, but we're going to check anyway. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. So um, remember last week guys, when it was said that the week previous, the HC, the side events for Arlington would be announced or information about the side events would be available. Well, guess what? They're still not available. I know, I know that if you go to like the start GG website that they, I think they have the games listed, but even then they're not on the official waypoint article for Arlington yet. It still states stay tuned for more info on which games and competitions will be featured in side events at the HCS Arlington major still. Oh my God. So yeah, there's, there's that. But let's talk about Arlington pools real quick. Shall we? Here are the pools for HCS Arlington 2024. In pool A, we had FaZe Clan, which, um, again, was your first place in the North American Major Qualifier, okay? Then, we have 4G, which was the seventh place North American Major Qualifier team. We have Quadrant which was the number one in EU HCS points after their qualifier. Okay. I'm trying, I'm trying to provide you guys why they're placed where they are. Okay. So that's why I'm kind of including more information. And then an open bracket team, specifically the open bracket team from losers, uh, losers bracket round. Wait, losers bracket. Yeah. Wait, lower bracket fourth place team. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Will. Pool B, Space Station Gaming. They are the second place team in the North American Major Qualifier. We have from the EU region, Foe, which is the first place of the EU Major Qualifier. Then we have Business. G1, but not G1. May never be G1. G1 and done? Who knows? but business right now. They are the eighth place in the North American major qualifier. And then rounding it out is another open bracket team in pool C. We have Sentinels, the third place team in the North American major qualifier Shopify rebellion, the sixth place team in the North American major qualifier. And guys points matter. Okay. The points do in fact matter. Reason being, Let's talk about Stainers, which for those who don't know, it's Gilkey, King Nick, Sab, and Suspector. 
They are the number one team for HCS points after the qualifier had taken place. Okay. So the points do in fact matter. There you go. And then an open bracket. To clarify the, the number one in points after the top teams that earned their spot were slotted. Yes. So like face space station, optic complexity, Shopify sentinels all have more points. Yes. Than stainers. Yep. But they are the number one in points after seeds were given out after the top eight. Correct. Amundo. And then an open bracket team, because obviously, and then in pool D we have complexity, which was the fourth place in the uh, major qualifier. We have optic gaming, which was the fifth place in the major qualifier. We have bittersweet, which is breaking shot, cherish mortally and piggy. They are the second with the most HCS points after the top eight from the qualifier. Okay. And an open bracket team. Um, Sharking Donkey, I don't, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Wait, did we already do this? I have to search Google. Oh yeah, I think we already did do that. But I thought I got, I thought I got like, Will, who is the other guy that people thought that I reminded them of? Do you remember that? No, it was a while ago. It was a long time ago. I think he's a, a actor, comedian, whatever. Yeah. All in one, we know the <laughs> while she always comes up. The while she yeah. thing is never gonna die. I need my longer hair again, though. Like that, that would really solidify that one. But God damn it! All right. <laughs> so yeah, there are your pools for Arlington. Again, we will be diving into these in our Arlington pre-show, um, which will be taking place in just a couple weeks. Um, because for those who are new here, for those who don't know, for the newer listeners out there, the newer watchers out there, we do pre and post shows for every major, um, for every big LAN event that happens during the year. So we will have a pre-show that'll break down all the pools, the event, um, side events, things you can expect, so on and so forth, along with our predictions. Um, that'll take place right before the tournament takes place. And then after the tournament takes place on that next episode, we'll break everything down from the event series, um, people's thoughts from attending in person, uh, so on and so forth. So yeah, stay tuned for those. Any pool of death for you right now? (sighs) Personally, I think it's got to be C or D. I'm leaning C right now. I'm leaning C. But if I were to get, this is going to sound dumb as shit. If I were to give a dark horse pool of death, I'm saying B. If that makes any sense whatsoever. 
that's fair. Um, but all right now, with, I'd say with C. with B. I know foe has been very formidable in Europe, but I do think uh, it's possible a North American team could steal some games, depending on what team gets slotted there. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to remember natives coming through the open bracket, so they will be. I'm I'm thinking they're the powerhouse in the open bracket here. So, they should be one of them. Should be. Uh, yep. So they could be slotted in pool C or D if they make it to the grand finals. Tool says, I imagine native and no org will be the winner side of open bracket. You think no org makes it that far tools? Like not, not asking to be an asshole. Like I'm just, I'm genuinely asking. He's I'm going to look a uh, big, no org fan. Hey, I respect it. I fucking respect the shit out of it. Uh, play Pat. Welcome back as well. Maniac. Welcome back to you. Sorry for missing you and spring King as well. Welcome back. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. Don't show your bias, Mike. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think think it's going to be an interesting tournament the way it's laid out in front of us here. Yeah, it's going to be. I can't. I'm so fucking excited, man. I I've been saying it since the since the fucking offseason. I'm holding all like all judgment until after Arlington takes place. Like I, I need to see how these teams play on land. I need to see it first. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that the most just because we know shot registration issues. I think it was ogre Two who put out a video about how in, if, if you're in a fight, one V one fight, the person with the lower ping will always like win that fight. Even if you both shoot that last shot at the exact same time. And that could account for so many things. If you just have a bad connection for one game and it, one, one kill can make or break a setup. Yep. So yeah, land's going to just prove everything here and can't wait to see what these teams bring to land. If they can hold up. Absolutely. And for for just so people understand, we're not saying that who like, we're not coming out here and saying that whoever wins Arlington is going to win worlds or anything like that. Like, this is just a really good, like with Arlington being the first land of the year, this is a really good barometer on how teams look and feel going into the rest of the year. And we also know that there could be, I'm not saying there will, like, I I think these rosters are are pretty solidified, but we've seen shakeups during the year. You know what I mean? Like nothing is ever fully set in stones. Things could change. Things could happen. You never know. And I want teams to stick it out. I say it every time. I really do. I put more stock in teams that stick it out and play and try to play together and work things out together than I do for teams that make a change every fucking week. So I'm, I'm so, so excited 
that now we finally get to see these teams and these players execute to the best of their ability in a neutral environment and hopefully, hopefully not have to worry about other factors. Yes, we know that the spawns can be fucked. Yes, we know that it, it appears as though, I can't say definitively because the tournament hasn't happened yet. It's, we're still leading up to it. But it looks as though the Red Rack update is, the Red Rack fixes, it, it looks like it won't be implemented before Arlington. I can't say it will or will not. This is just from the outside looking in. It looks like the Red Rack fix will not be implemented before Arlington. What, we got two weeks? Yeah, a little over two, I think. But like, that that's the thing. So, but like you said, Will, I think it was last week. These teams have been playing like this for a while anyway. So hopefully that's not that big of a determining factor. Um, but like I like I said last week as well, I if those spawns are fucked, that could like Will, you mentioned it earlier, I mentioned it as well. One kill. One kill. It can change a setup, it can change a push. It could potentially lead to the changing of an outcome of a game. And if you just get one bad spawn. Like these are these are the best players in the world we're talking about here. They've they've dealt with a lot of this shit already. Like don't get me wrong here. I'm not trying to give them excuses or anything like that. They don't need them. They don't need these excuses. But like this is supposed to be the opportunity where these teams are able to bring their all and really showcase their talent. And if you have an issue of the game getting in the way of that, it it can be brutal. So, and we're not talking about a thousand dollars here, a thousand dollars there. We're talking about $125,000. You know what I mean? Like this isn't chump change here. So I just, I really hope that I just really, really hope that with Arlington, the first land of the year that these teams are able to not have to worry about that other shit and just really give their all. That's what I really hope. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm also going to say this because Will and I are not able to attend Arlington um, in person. And I'll say this again during our pre-show, but if you are attending Arlington in person, if you are attending, please, please, please give us your feedback for how the event went, how the event went. Please, I would doubly love if you attended last year. Okay. Because for those who don't know, I know tools, I'm sorry. Um, for those who haven't seen it and you, if you miss the, the Josh rants of old, or if you want to hear a Josh rant for the first time and one for the ages, Go listen to our Arlington post show last year. Go listen or watch that because I still firmly believe that Arlington last year was the worst land. I think we've ever had. And guys, I know about worlds in 2017. Arlington last year was abysmal. The gameplay was phenomenal. 
the gameplay, the teams brought their all, like I've been mentioning. We saw some crazy series, some crazy things happen in Arlington. But everything else surrounding the event was awful. If it was your first time attending an HCS event and you had a good time, I fully respect that opinion. And I hope that you, I hope you had the time of your life. But I also want you to understand that you should want better. You should want and expect more. So that's another reason why I say if you were attending this year and you attended last year, please let us know your thoughts. Because again, I want nothing more than for Arlington this year to be a fucking absolute success. I want nothing more than that because that means that you guys that are attending are getting the best experience possible. That means that us watching from home are getting the best experience possible. And it means that the players are putting on the best show and the talent are putting on their best show as well. I want that. I truly do. So please, if you're attending and you attended last year, let us know your feedback. If you're attending it, it's your first time attending an HCS event. I want to know your thoughts as well. Let us know. If you're comfortable with us talking about it on the show, hit us up in the DMs, hit us up on Discord, Twitter, whatever it may be. Let us know your feedback. Please keep it in the back of your mind. I'd love to know what's going on so we can talk about it on the show. Um, Maniac asks, are you guys going to any of the other four? Um, Will, I'll just quickly say that my current plan is um, Atlanta, SLC and worlds locked in. Will, what do you got? Probably just be at worlds again. There you go. So you should be able to see me at Atlanta for the phase major SLC for space station and then worlds. And then will, you should be able to see will as well at worlds. Unfortunately, London is just strictly out of the cards. So <laughs> otherwise it would be cool though. Will. Yeah, it would have, it would have been cool. Tools, are you not are you not attending the other ones? Tools. I know I get a lot of shit for not being able to attend Arlington. I respect that. That's fine. People can hate on us. That's perfectly understandable. But are you not attending the other ones? Oh, you only care about where Will goes. I respect it. That's fine. Oh. That's fine. Sure. I'm pretty mid, dude. Like I'm yeah, I'm pretty mid. So that's fine. All right. Oh. Yes, awesome one. I agree with you there. Mike says you guys can share a bed with me. I got you. You want to pay for our flight as well? <laughs> like I said, get Dean on the phone, man. Get Dean on the phone. You'll be like, hey, we gotta send Pro Talk out there. Well, I have the tickets. Like I have tickets to attend. Like I have two. I can give Will the other one as well. Like we could get there. You, just, you fucking get our flights. You know what I mean? <laughs> Tool says I'll be at all Lansing, uh, except London probably. All right, sweet. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, all right, that's it for our topic. It's time for some regular news. Silver debrief for reach by three, four, three. If you're interested in reading about the backstory about that episode of the show, go watch that or watch it. Go read that um the official halo book guide by 343 it's been updated for the new book um epitaph which released it's about the didact 
Um, been hearing some very, very, very good things. So go check that out and go check that article out as well. And then the Halo Infinite playlist update by Halo Support. Big team battle rotational. Uh, social has rotated into matchmaking. Arena rotational. Team snipers has rotated out because fuck anybody that wants to have fun. And the development team has resolved an issue affecting stockpile in the community-made Forge map Fortitude. Due to this fix, stockpile on Fortitude has been re-added to the big team battle staple playlist. There you go. Nice. Uh, before we move on, yes, I just uh, I meant to state this in the last episode of the show, but for those looking to get HCS Pro Talk jerseys. Ooh. I said I was closing the orders at the end of February with me missing last week and then saying the orders are closing this week, which would be technically tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually give it a few extra days into March, probably through the weekend. But uh, order forms are in our Discord, which you can join through chat or Twitter. The link trees there. Go find it. It's free to join. Um, just wanted to give people an update that those will be closing and then we'll be getting all into pricing and shipping and all that stuff. So just wanted to give an update on that. Fuck. Yes. Stay tuned. Uh, I know we're live right now. So the listeners of the show won't like this won't matter, but Rasta is coming in hot right now. He's like, can anyone play with my team for HRL contender? I need you right now. So somebody's in the chat. Um, sub onyx, Around 1490 CSR, Rasta's in need of a teammate. Gosh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Will. It looks like Colonel Flaw might be joining in there. Jesus Christ, fucking Rasta. I I respect the hustle, man. You got to get that teammate going. Um, Fresh Veggie says, "You have to be registered for HRL already, though. Like as a sub." That's a good question. Actually, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Where's Shio when you need him? You know what I mean? Sure. Um, Fresh Veggie says, "Hey, what happened to G One? I thought they were signed. To, I thought they signed a team. Fake news. They never officially signed Fresh. There was never an official announcement. We, we uh, th- from the rumblings. And again, guys, this is why we say we don't like to talk about things until they're made official, right? For specifically this reason, they were in talks. I'll just say that." But, uh, yeah, no official announcement was made. There's no fake news because it was never official to begin with. Um, let's ruin smash. Thank you for the follow. Welcome to the live show. Why would we want to ruin smash? I like smash. Right? Like, we we like Smash. I'm trying so hard not to quote the video right now. I know. Oh, I know. Riz says Nintendo already did that, right? Oh, my God, Riz. Is that... Hey, let's ruin Smash. Are you an undercover Nintendo spy right now? Are you trying to spread your Smash propaganda in this show? Smash for life. All right. That's it for the regular news. Go to the games, watch!
First and foremost, Passion Pit, a Call of Duty story by Classics GG. The first, I believe it's their first documentary that they've released via that moniker. Um, go check that video out, please, because they did a lot of fucking work and a lot of fucking research and a lot of a lot of hours were put into it. Go watch it. Then, in an unprecedented year of layoffs within the gaming and esports industries. And guys, let me stress this right now. We are recording this show on February 28th. 2024 is a leap year. So tomorrow is February 29th. It is not even March yet. It is not even March. And the amount of people that have been laid off within the gaming and esports industries so far this year, two months in, the amount is unfathomable. I've been saving every single article that has been coming out. Every single one. And it's it's excruciating to look at every day. ESL face it group lays off 15% of staff two years after a $1.5 billion merger. This is by Jordan Fragg and a venture beat ESL face it group is laying off 15% of its global workforce in an effort to reduce organizational complexity. This translates to the esports behemoth cutting hundreds of positions around the world with some estimates as high as 250 to 300 roles. Quote, to ensure ESL Face It Group continues to evolve in a fast-paced market, we are planning to reduce the size of our team by roughly 15%. This change is designed to support EFG's sustainable growth ambitions and profitability, end quote, said the company's co-CEOs Craig Levine and Nicolo Maisto in a memo shared with GamesBeat. Due to its global operations, EFG is making efforts to notify employees quickly across numerous time zones. ESL Face It Group plans to hold town halls later today to clarify details with employees. All impacted employees will have, their ac- will have access to their uh, company email until Wednesday, February 28th at 6 p.m. GMT. So that's already taken place. Additionally, these laid-off staffers will have the opportunity to keep both their laptop and phone after departing ESL Face It Group. Quote, as co-CEOs, we did not make this decision lightly. We feel it's important to take accountability for it and provide clarity and transparency from the onset or from the outset of the changes ahead, end quote. The memo continued, quote, as we embark on the next phase of our company, this new organizational structure will enhance our ability to better serve and bring value to our fans, community, and partners. We are confident in our people to advance our strategic priorities in the midst of this transition period, end quote. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's all I literally have to say. It's not fair. It's not fucking fair. To everybody affected, I say this all the time and I fucking mean it. To everybody that's been affected by this, I hope you land so, so fucking quickly back on your feet. 
and I know, I know different regions around the world have different laws based off of how these things take place. Like what your compensation could be, like what companies are allowed to do, blah, 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 blah. This fucking sucks. Fuck you to the higher ups that don't try hard enough to prevent these things from happening or don't care because they need to appease shareholders, whatever the excuse may be. Fuck you. And again, I mean it to anybody and everybody that was affected by this, that was affected by any layoff within the industry, within any industry. It fucking sucks. It doesn't deserve to happen. And I hope you're able to land on your feet as quickly as possible. You were there for a reason. And more often than not, the majority of you did your job incredibly well. This fucking sucks, man. With that uh, somber note, that's it for Cod Another Games mm-hmm. Watch. Which means back to the happy. It's time for Will's Adventures with a Nail Overs. Another games for me, too. Will, what'd you play? Uh, just some good old Halo Infinite. <laughs> um, joined the play date on Friday, ran eights on Monday, and then got some ranked in with uh, Ashley, John, and Halt. Played ranked with. Snag and Riz. And yeah. It's been good. Good. I don't know. I got my weekly done already today. Nice. Playing. Uh, yeah. Took a few. I just did a few quick play matches. Um, got my last two challenges done, which was splatter an enemy and then killing spree medals in firefight. Yep. And then the ultimate is get a perfect kill. Yeah. Which again, I did in quick play with a pistol and I was shocked. So I was like, all right, here we go. Will's fucking just on another level. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, that's great. I, uh, uh, Will, did you play anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. What about you? Um, just a, a real quick about Halo infinite. Um, last week's weekly for the Vanek helmet was like, mm-hmm. get, get a splatter. I yes. believe is what it was. So, uh, did firefight completed all my weekly challenges. I believe in three fire, two or three firefight games. And then, uh, for the ultimate queued into BTB. Okay. Obviously it's where vehicles primarily are. Was struggling for a little bit. But got it in the first game, and how I did it was, I'm in, I forget if it's a ghost or a warthog, but an enemy is in a wraith, okay? And typically, me against a wraith, I lose 100% of the time. Uh, Me as well. Right? He gets hijacked. And I I think my teammate put a grenade in the wraith, 
And so the guy jumps out of the wraith and I get him. I clip him as he's jumping out of the wraith. And that gave you the splatter. It gave me the splatter. And I'm like, I'm so, wipe my hands with it. I'm fucking done. I am done. It was great. So for the Vanek helmet, I had gotten to that, get a splatter right before the play date. And we played BTB for the play date. So that was my whole objective for the whole play date was just to get a damn splatter. I did eventually, but my favorite part was we were playing one flag and on a Halo 2 map, I think. I don't know what it's called. Okay. But I'm in the Warthog. Ashley's on the gunner on the back. Uh-huh. And I'm like just doing circles around the base. Just continuing to do circles, waiting for people to come out to get a splatter. Oh my God. And I never got one. But Ashley's like on a 14 kill spree before the vehicle finally goes down. And I, I don't know if I got it in that game or maybe the next. But man, I, I struggled for a little bit with the splatter. Love that shit. It's it, that's the worst part is like, I, you know, I complain about like, I like how they made it. So the challenges can be, be can be basically completed in any playlist you want now. Um, yeah. and like you can complete them really quickly, which is great. It's just that weekly can sometimes just be a fucking, just be an asshole. And yeah, it, it would have been different if it was get a splatter, but it was splatter and enemy Spartan. Yes. That so was, you had it. to do it in PVP, not the, uh, not firefight last week. Correct. Correct. So that sucks, but whatever. Um, but other than that, uh, I played the extension of the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Um, for those who don't know, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth comes out tomorrow. As a matter of fact, we're recording this on the 28th. It comes out on the 29th. Um, the demo has been expanded to include a little part of the open section. Um, so that's cool if you want to get a little taste of that. Uh, to see how the rest of the game kind of plays out. So there you go. If you want to do that, it's free. Not an ad, by the way. And then um, for Riz specifically, I wanted to call this out because I threw a lot of shade, a lot of shade at the original Final Fantasy VII and uh, the Crisis Core reunion threw a lot of shade, okay? So I just want to throw this out there that I have reinstalled Final Fantasy VII, the original, on my Steam Deck. And I am using the 7th Heaven Final Fantasy VII launcher so you can install mods. One of my biggest complaints about the original Final Fantasy VII, I still believe this. Like, I know people hate me for it because it's so beloved by people, which is fine. If you love it, that's fine. I didn't play it at the time, so I didn't have. I don't have those nostalgia glasses on. But one of my biggest complaints with the original Final Fantasy VII is how the environments are detailed. It's a it's a fucking PS one game, okay? So like, I get it but it's how some of the environments are detailed. So you don't know where to go. Like things will be blended so well with one another. You don't know like where the ladder is to go. Like you don't know where you need to transition from one thing to another. It is fucking incredibly frustrating. And then like, let me just give an example here. I I'm going to go on a little rant here. I apologize. And Riz, I promise this is worth it in the end. I promise. 
but I'm going to dunk on Final Fantasy VII for another second. When you're in Shinra, when you're in Shinra HQ, it's very it's towards the beginning of the fucking game. It's before you leave Midgar. Um, when you get to Shinra HQ, there is a point in time you're going floor to floor, like you're going floor to floor. On one of the floors, you are expected to go into a ventilation system to like overhear a conversation in the conference room. Will, I'm going to ask you a question right now. I assume you've never played Final Fantasy VII. Is that correct? That is correct. If I were to tell you to go into a ventilation system, how would you do so? What would you look for? Um, Some sort of grate. That makes or, sense. Or like venting structure along like the wall, something like that. Sure. What if I told you you couldn't find that? What if I told you that the vent that you're looking for is in a room, a bathroom, in a stall above the toilet, and the only way you know that that's there is if you walk into the bathroom, into the stall, and then the prompt comes up as to whether or not you want to flush the toilet or go in the vent. Let me, let me say this. Let me be absolutely abundantly clear. When you are in the area where that bathroom is, you cannot see that vent at all. You have no idea that that vent is there. So you have to go from room to 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 floor to floor to floor to floor to try to find this one specific fucking area that is not any at all indicated for you. And I don't need my hand held. I'm not asking for my hand to be held. I'm asking for just someone to say something or for there to be a clearly defined thing that I'm supposed to interact with. That's one example. This work guys, we're talking about a game that is fixed 50, 60, 70 hours long, depending upon what you do within it. And that's one example. So again, at the time when final fantasy seven released, I respect that it was, it was a masterpiece. And I, I think it's a great story. I think final Fantasy seven is a phenomenal story, but like in terms of that game releasing, there was nothing like it before. It was a generational leap in what was able to be done for a video game at the time. And I respect that. I respect its legacy. I think that's amazing. But I'm going to get a lot of shit for this too. And I know people are going to hate me for it, but just like I think that Super Mario 64 doesn't hold up necessarily well, is just like Final Fantasy VII, I don't think that base game holds up very well. Okay? And I know I'm going to get shit for it. So, let's loop it all back. I reinstalled Final Fantasy VII, this time on my Steam Deck, using the 7th Heaven Launcher, and installed some mods. So now, everything's in HD, the animations are smoother. It runs at 60 FPS. The effects are cooler. It's still Final Fantasy VII, but it looks a lot better. And guess what? 
now those environments, I can tell what the fuck is going on. So there you go, Riz. And to all the other Final Fantasy VII lovers out there, I respect you. I respect your opinion on loving that game because I know the legacy. I know the legacy that it has. So now, right, you're exactly right, Riz. I have found a way to hopefully really enjoy playing that game. Because that's the thing is that I want to enjoy these older titles. It's just, it's unfortunate to me because I just feel they don't hold up like they, like they did back in that day. Technology's evolved. Things have advanced. So, yeah. But I am also excited. I am happy that I have found that uh, I was watching Maximilian Dude on Twitch. Um, shout out to him, by the way. I was watching him do um, a, a Final Fantasy VII run that he had just finished up because he was getting anticipated for Rebirth. And he used Seventh Heaven. Um, and I'm like, what this, what the fuck is that? And he had a command that had a screenshot of all the mods that were available that he was using. Um, and I looked up a quick little YouTube video. It was like less than eight minutes long to do a fresh install on a steam deck, install the mods. It took like 10 minutes total. I was up and running and good to go. So fucking shout out seventh heaven. See, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go on my fucking soapbox there, Will, about Final Fantasy VII. You're good. But uh, you're good. Thank you, thank you. Rebirth comes out tomorrow. I am genuinely excited for it in a very, very weird way, because if I didn't get enough hate for OG FF7, if I didn't get enough hate for my take on Super Mario 64, spoiler alert, I didn't really like remake. But that's a conversation for a different day. <laughs> that's a conversation for a different podcast. If you know, you know, I'm not going to talk about it here, but that's all I played. Will. with that, let's get into some shout outs. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to Heinz shots. Everyone who joined in the eights and will, thank you for providing the list. We have Riz snag halt, John Stedson, and Willie said with the goat setup at work, he was playing on an ROG ally, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw the pick in Discord. That's fuck, fucking awesome. Um, search, Mouse, Carnage, Brooks, and Tools. Shout out to you guys for joining in the eights. And shout out to Will for putting them on. Thank you so much, Will, for doing that. Um, shout out to everyone who joined in the community play date. Put on none other than the community. Uh, because I was out again last week, so I apologize. But... Those included Ashley Blair, Fox, John, Halt, Head Honcho, Laughing Sam, Rasta Monkey Jr., Riz, and Snag. So shout out to everybody who joined in those. Um, shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. Actually, real quick before I say that, Colonel, if you're still here, I apologize for not answering your question. Um, I personally have not played Helldivers 2 yet. I want to. Will, have you played Helldivers 2? I have not. Um, it looks like a fun in the moment game, but I feel like it's another fad game that's going to die out pretty quick. To be honest, the gameplay loop, I'm not too sure about. I'll watch people play it, but it's it's not going to be for me. That's perfectly understandable. I love how it's only 40 bucks. Um, or maybe it's 30. It's 30 or it's 40. 40. It's 40. Thank you. So either way, I love how it's 40 bucks. 
I love how the community is rallying behind it. Um, it's it's done gangbusters. The so much like so much more than what the developer thought they were going to do. Um, so yeah, huge shout out to their team, especially trying to get these server situations figured out, adding more capacity, trying to keep things up. Like huge shout out to them, and uh, I definitely want to give it a shot. So Colonel Flom, if you're still here, hopefully. That answers your question. But again, shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the live show. We have Richie Jansen, uh, Glaucoma, Papa Might, Alpha Soldier, Repub, Aftershocker, Danny Dank Dude 420, Orky, Honestly, Sharking Donkey, and Let's Ruin Smash. Thank you all so very much for the follows. Greatly appreciated. And then we have Fox with the 16-month resub, Beth with the 46-month resub, Papa Might with the brand new primer, and Brooks with the four-month resub. You all get a woo! PD, welcome back. It's good to see you. And then shout out to everyone who's a patron at the semi-pro and higher tiers. We have a couple new patrons here. We got uh, Taylor, Dottie, Remedy Boots, Head Honcho, Watsy, Dakota, Christian, um, D Pancakes, Ashley, Voodoo Man, Rasta Monkey Jr., Ricky Deer, Snagu, Raider Hater, Peanut Butt, One Small Daddy, Danny Phantom, Riz, Zarn, Obby, Damned, Mr. Smiley, High Tech, Redneck, Goalie, Sniper, The Only Need, Heavy Rainfall, and Elated Artboard. Uh, thank you so much for the extra support over on the Patreon. And yes, again, like we mentioned earlier, if you are a patron at the GOAT tier, the t-shirt design is being, it's, it's currently being designed literally right now. And uh, super fucking excited for you guys to see what that is. For those who don't know, if you are a sub over on the Patreon at the GOAT tier for two months, any two months during the year of 2024, you will get an exclusive t-shirt and uh, featuring a brand new design that I uh, can't wait to fucking unveil. It's going to be awesome. So stay tuned for that. And also, for those who are subscribed over on Patreon right now and are subbed at the um, semi-pro and higher tiers off the rails for February should be in your private RSS feed right now. As a matter of fact, and, uh, it's over on Patreon, obviously, but if you have your RSS feed set up, it should be, it should have already hit that today. So go ahead and check that out if you're interested. And then finally, um, pro talk plays for February will be releasing tomorrow as a matter of fact. So stay tuned. Will, you're oh, smiling. Can't, can't, can't wait for people to see that in a little intro. Uh, I watched it again. Laughed so hard once again, Will. So thank you I've, very I've much. I've watched it a few times myself. Just being like, <laughs> I love it. So for those who are at the pro and higher tiers over on Patreon, Pro Talk Plays will be going live tomorrow, which is Thursday the 29th. So stay tuned for that to hit your YouTube feeds. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a great time. And uh, Davey Wavy. If you listen to this episode, you'll be especially excited. Community creations. Halo memes every day. Red.com forward slash R forward slash Halo memes. Go check it out. The narrative by Onset and Brav. It is a new content venture that they're going to be making. It says coming soon. They have a Twitch channel, a TikTok, an Instagram, I believe, a Twitter, and a YouTube. Um... So go sub, follow. I don't know if there's, other, if there's other terms, but go do all those things on all those platforms for them. For those who don't know, 
Bravo did um, his Halo 2 artifact series, which was a deep dive with, I believe it was Max Holberman um, in regards to like the Halo 2 Xbox Live and matchmaking and that, that side of things. And it was phenomenal. Like front to back, incredible. We don't know what this is, what this, the narrative is. But knowing the amount of work and dedication and passion, PD, that Bravo put into that project, I can only assume that with him and Onset that this narrative project that they're doing is going to be fucking insane. So be on the lookout for whenever that drops and just... Again, we don't know what it is, but stay tuned because I we assume it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Because they are incredible individuals. They do unbelievable work already. And just knowing what they could do together in a content piece, can't wait. Can't fucking wait. Will, I talk about how I love merch. Well, their uh, yeah. Ranger Callie came out with some UNSC weapon tattoo merch, as a matter of fact. She has some t-shirts. Go check those out. Um... The so unique made the midship remake we've all been waiting for using the Covenant palette. It's called Inquisitor. Links included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Speaking of Forge maps, maps, we have Exoclism by Frenchies. Go check that out. Speaking of maps, we have map callouts, this time for Forbidden by way of onset, as a matter of fact. So go check that video out. How it sounds to eliminate optic gaming by paradise halo. That is the video that we showed the clip of earlier on during the topic of the show. You can check out the full video. Google doc of the show. It's the show. Shout out paradise. Halo. Is this the best mouse and keyboard player in halo? It's a video by Eli, the ninja it's surrounding Woodham. So go check that out. How about some tack Mac attack maps updates by tack maps over on Twitter. They added Argyle, Empyrean, Forbidden, and Solitude. They added callouts for all the missing maps. And they updated King of the Hill locations for Recharge and Live Fire. So if you want like a one-stop shop for the maps in Infinite, especially in a competitive sense, if you want to know where things are or things are going to be, blah, 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 the callouts, all that fun stuff, Tack Maps. Go check it out. Link included. It's a great tool. It's a fucking, you're right, Will. It's a great fucking tool. Have you used it all? Yes, I have. Yeah. I, uh, I downloaded it when we were in HRL. Well, when I first joined with Riz and Zarn and then, yeah, uh, I'm glad they've been updated because I've been wanting more, more. I just wanted the updated stuff. Who doesn't? Who so. fucking doesn't? Um, Lost my train of thought for a second there. We have Ladies Night episode four featuring Celexi. This is by Sin. It's her uh, video series where she interviews women in esports and Halo and all the fun stuff. Go check that video out. And then speaking of podcasts, we have Podcasted, episode three and four. Uh, three was Sika, four was Wonder Boy. This is by Outcasted. Go check those videos out as well. And uh, also, shout out to uh, P United for the new, for being coming a new patron member. Thank you very much. Passion United. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. When, when PD used the Patreon, uh, command in chat, I'm like, Oh, I think I know where this is going. 
<laughs> Shout out, PD. Shout out, Passion United. That's all I got, Will. So without further ado, if you wouldn't mind plugging the show. As always, Patreon, as Josh has been talking about, doing extra content over there, extra audio video show, um, t-shirt design for the goats coming soon. Uh, we have some proofs. We're getting things moving forward into the design phase. And I, I really hope everyone likes what we got coming. I think, I think it's, I think it's good stuff. I think it's good stuff, Josh. I'm, I'm super excited. I am super, super, super excited. Um, as always, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. If you want to listen to the audio show, we are on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and others like Josh's favorite. That's still not an ad pocket cast. I was just about, yep. You fuck. You nailed it. You nailed it. Will. <laughs> um, as mentioned before, join the discord free to join. It's where a lot of the community members hang out, talk about anything and everything halo or not halo related. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, Jersey order form is up in the discord right now leaving that up for a few extra days into March. And then we'll go through with getting those, uh, I guess, ordered if everything goes according to plan. Social media sites, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. Go check them all out. Search for HGS Pro Talk. Got old VODs, interview series up on YouTube, along with shorts, but all in one. Josh is pressing buttons. What's going on? Nope, no, nope, nope. You're good. <laughs> I was adjusting a, uh, adjusting a, a dial as it was. Oh, no gotcha. worries. No worries. <laughs> and then please go check out HaloEvolved.co. Your home for Halo. They so- changed it on us, throwing us off. Um, but yes, the, check out the fine folks over at Podcast Evolve. Great people, great shows, such as Podcast Evolve, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Book Clubs. Build with blocks, Halo headlines, and Halo gear guide. Fuck yeah! Go check it all out. Go check it all out, Juan. I was I was genuinely not getting the button ready. I was not getting the mind freak button ready. I realized that I had the uh, one of the audio um, dials a little lower because that was what I was using for the clips. Uh, so I was just adjusting that. That's all. All right, that's all I got, Josh. Awesome. Well, I think that means. I think we're going to go right up Halo Rec League once again because uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe our boy Rasta Monkey Jr. is currently playing on stream, as a matter of fact. They're winning in the Slayer Game 2 right now. I believe it's 19-10 to 10, as the score is. And they're going. he's on Team Flippers down. They're going up against Team Lottery. So uh, we're going to go right up Halo Rec League. Go watch our boy Rasta Monkey Jr. And uh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 328 of HCS Pro Talk. If you're tuning in live, thank you so much, so very much for doing so. To all the new folks out there, hope you enjoy. Hope you come back. And if you don't, that's fine too. For all the audio listeners and the VOD watchers, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to check us out as well. Um, listen to the show, watch the show, whatever it may be. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week to talk about, oh, fucking no. Oh, wait. You do know. I do know. Ladies and gentlemen, on our next episode of the show, it's finally time to have our 2024 too early to tell preseason predictions. Yes, the season has already technically started, but I was waiting until the qualifiers were finished. I was waiting for all the teams to actually be solidified until we did this episode. So next week is our 2024 too early to tell 
predictions episode. And the week after that, it's our Arlington preview. Can't fucking wait. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us. We're going to go raid up Halo Rec League. Hope everyone has a great fucking night. We'll see you next week. But until then, um, of course, I fucked up again. Oh. God damn it. Until then, for real this time. Bye-bye.